When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, and welcome to another Season 14 recap round of Quick Drag, our special mini-editions of EW's Binge Podcast adapted from our live Twitter Spaces interviews that happen every week at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific on the EW Twitter account, immediately following new installments of the show on Friday nights. And we're here today to get loud, as one of the greats might say, and clear up any and all super spy fantasies you might have had about Carrie Colby dressing in her best heist gear to film her own spy movie by sneaking into Jennifer Lopez's fashion vault to secure the exact same Versace remix dress J-Lo wore on the runway at 2019 Milan Fashion Week. But no, ma'am, as much as Carrie deserves to have that narrative as a Hollywood blockbuster star, she reveals in this amazing chat how she actually was able to secure the same exact garment that Lopez wore for this week's Night of a Thousand J-Lo's Runway. Enjoy. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? I am great now that I am speaking to you. I am so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. And I mean, judging by the viral tweet earlier this week, you interrupted your very busy schedule running the chocolate factory with the top hat and the Willy Wonka goggles to be here. So I'm very flattered. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, we're just so busy with all our Oompa Loompas, honey. <laughs> Not Oompa Loompas. <laughs> well, let's talk about this episode because there was a lot going on here, starting with, we got to get this out of the way first, the drama of the episode that so many people have been talking about. I mean, this running exchange between Jasmine and Cornbread that you chimed in on as well in the challenge, which I thought was really funny. So please explain to me what the hell was going on in here in this workroom on this day. Was this Jasmine interrupting moment something that had been bubbling up for a while? You know what? I myself am trying to process what all it was. <laughs> all I know off the top of my bat was, you know, from the moment I met Miss Jasmine, I love her, but I literally coined her. And some of the girls like, that's shady. But I was like, I'm going to say it to her face. I was like, you are Miss Mouth Almighty, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that like, she was like, oh, yeah, Mouth Almighty. And I was like, no, like, you're literally Miss Mouth Almighty. <laughs> so, um, you know, there were just a lot of moments where I feel like Cornbread was kind of getting in that place of like, okay, well, like, you know, we're not really being able to make progress. We're not really talking. So, you know what, little girl, let's go ahead and uh, turn your lesson into the practice of the challenge. <laughs> so we, uh, we decided to go ahead and, uh, and do the whole, you know, Chad, just shut your mouth a little bit. <laughs> so this was, so you're saying that you are all method actresses. This was method acting that you were doing, preparing for the challenge. Nothing more. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I feel like it was more of a way of like turning something that was already going on in the workroom. And instead of just like letting something boil up, it was like, well, this is the perfect time since there's like all this commotion, all this chaos. We had to channel um, our acting gigs for the super tease so quickly, like that turnaround time was almost immediate. So when we were rough drafting things, 
we were at the table and we were like, well, what, what should our little mom be? And we were like, well, you know, Jasmine can't shut her mouth. So let's go ahead and make that part of the set. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was brilliant. It really was fun to see you guys sort of incorporating stuff in the moment into this challenge on the spot. I mean, really good improv there. Um, but I, I just, you know, things on reality TV, I know can come off to fans a different way than to, you know, people who actually live the situation. So I just want to know is like, everything is okay between everyone now though, because it seemed to resolve between Cornbread and Jasmine by the end of the episode. Cornbread was saying Jasmine was easy and fun to work with. So like, there's nothing, there's no tension or anything still there. Yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, there's no beef, uh, no stroganoff (laughs) involved in everything. Um, It was really just kind of fun. And we're all different ages, different personalities. Jasmine is, you know, uh, one of our youngest contestants on our season here. So I think it was really just kind of like, in a family, you have sisters, you have the youngest, you have the oldest, you have the middle, and we kind of all just kind of group together and, and make it mm-hmm. a moment. Yeah, it was definitely a moment. And if I do remember back when we did the group interview before this season, which everybody should go check out on Entertainment Weekly's YouTube and on EW.com slash Drag Race, um, Jasmine did vote herself um, most dramatic of the season. And then you all agreed. So this makes sense. <laughs> I was going to say, rightly so. She she knew she had to take an L somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had to live up to that title she gave herself. Now, also in this challenge, we saw you getting a little wild with this performance. I mean, the judges did say that they wanted to see you sort of let loose a little bit. So was that something that you did consider, I guess, far outside of your comfort zone to begin with going into this, like letting loose? You know what? I feel like in a way, yes, I'm I'm totally down to be honest. There's so much I feel like person that I've like gone through to feel understood to kind of get to the point that I was at. So it was kind of like sacred for me to like kind of um, enjoy the perfection, if you will, that I work so hard on. And then the minute you get to the one place to demonstrate, they're like, no, throw it out the way, throw it out, monster, let loose, go mm-hmm. crazy. And I'm like, okay, um, I'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, it, it definitely was a challenge. And I um, I feel like it's definitely testament to it's always important to push yourself out of those boundaries and those comfort zones, no matter what the cost yeah. is in this case. And I guess there are worse problems, I guess, than someone telling you that your biggest problem is that you're too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that. Oh, really? No, go ahead. You can elaborate for sure. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being messy. <laughs> I figured. I figured. I mean, speaking of uninhibited, though, I there there's something else in this episode that was catching the eye of my fellow Drag Race superfan and my editor, um, Jillian, who is in this chat right now. Um, she noticed in this challenge that it looks like Willow is wearing that infamous cornbread Mary J. Blige wig. So can you confirm that she was wearing that same wig? To be very honest with you, I'm not sure. There were a lot of very uncomfortably strange pussycat <laughs> wigs around the run- around the workroom. I think it might have been uh, Cornbread's wig, but I don't know for sure because there was a bunch of just very interesting bobs all over the place. That is <laughs> only on Drag Race could a problem like this arise. I feel like, you know, we're hearing everybody say that they found Monet's sponges throughout all of season 10. Like you guys were just finding like strange bob wigs all throughout the workroom. Oh yeah. There, there were just random, just pieces, in my opinion, just threads of hair that were just stitched together and we called it a hair oh piece. My gosh. 
<laughs> well, some fans are also pointing out that this great moment from the trailer, which was, I think, clearly lifted from this challenge, um, where you're saying somebody's mama come get her, please. It ended up not being in this challenge, even though you're wearing the same outfit. And I have to know, since we did see this moment in the trailer, um, I think we all thought that it was going to be like, you know, a real shade moment of you sort of popping off on someone. So who were you saying that to in the challenge? Oh my gosh. Well, yes, it, it completely is um, from the acting challenge. Um, there are so many parts throughout the reels of like uh, what we do. So one of the moments while we were on camera was to create a fake shade. Like, you know how we're, we're recreating those like yeah. legendary fights. Uh-huh. And moments. So mine was to go ahead and create like fake drama and a moment with uh, Miss Bosco. <laughs> and um, she was just living her life, doing her thing on set. So at that point, I literally got and I, I got up and I was like, I'm about to make this some real some real craziness over here. I was like, somebody's mama come get her, please. <laughs> it was such a like little kiki, but yeah, it didn't unfortunately um make the cut somehow. But we still saw it. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, it was a good enough moment that it made it to not the acting challenge trailer, but the real trailer. <laughs> trailer. And everyone was like, Oh my god, Carrie, you're gonna be such a diva, you're gonna be such a you're gonna be so evil this season. I was like, Yeah, sure, Tom. Just the horns are everywhere. Just let them believe it. <laughs> just let them believe it. <laughs> now let's go to the runway because I could not wait to talk to you about this. Because whereas I think <laughs> everyone assumed that there would be as many JLo Versace dresses as there were Madonna kimonos in season eight, but you were the only one to do this look and you did it so well because and I have to clarify with you. This is so when you say this is the actual Versace remix revival dress that was on JLo's body, like, like, do you mean the same style of dress or like this is the actual garment that JLo wore on that runway? It is the same dress. So it was a, a feature moment that was there's very, very limited quantity made for Versace that year. And um, I happen to be able to get my hands on the same exact garment. Okay, madam, that is the next question. How in the hell did you get your hands on this? I need the story. I mean, honey, you just got to make sure that you have the right type of friends. And when you get these crazy moments come around, you got to hit them up. <laughs> but it, so it's just, it is Carrie's connections that w- was able to, to bring a dress that was literally touching JLo's body to yours. Definitely a double K moment. Um, I... Um, yeah, I, I have a few very fabulous friends I've been very fortunate to make over the years. And I know that they were, uh, you know, divas of fashion. They have so many archives. And when I got the call and I, uh, we realized what the, the runway moment was, I was like, oh, my God, I know that I'm like asking for death here. <laughs> but can I please use this dress on because you can't tell them where you're going. Yeah. So it's like I have this really important project. It's going to be a crazy runway moment. I just need to like borrow this archive piece and and my friend was like well angel if you can fit it you can take it and i was like okay that's a challenge accepted (laughs) that is so amazing i mean your power even before the season so but you can't say who the can you say who this friend is um i think i can um my friend's name is august and um he himself has an amazing atelier um design collection himself and so he has access to a lot of just amazing archives and and he's been collecting fashion since he was a child is wonderful did you did it have to like go back did you have to sign like 900 insurance contracts saying that you wouldn't damage it and did you have to send it back oh oh my god i definitely had to return it as (laughs) soon as i got back um that was literally like my lifeline 
<laughs> but um, it was luckily we were basically like family. So um, I didn't have to do any crazy contracts or anything like that. I didn't have to sell my soul to wear the dress. <laughs> I just had to, uh, you know, put a deed on my apartment and everything else I own just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just guarding that dress with your life and the pit crew's life like they were carrying it everywhere. I imagine security had to be tight on that dress. But that is really, that is so incredible because I thought at first you just meant, oh, it's the same, you know, style of dress. But no, like that's literally the... Uh, no, that is the actual Versace 2019 FF 20. 20 uh, revival moment that like broke the internet. I, I think that you might be the only queen in drag race history to actually on the night of a thousand challenge wear like the person's actual garment. That is just that I, I commend you so much for that. That's so amazing. And you looked incredible. It was definitely a dream come true. Now through chatting with, you know, some of your other sisters, do you know if anyone else was ever at first considering doing the Versace dress runway, but then maybe change their minds? So um, I think in order to avoid what happened with Madonna and the repeat outfits, nowadays, at least with our season, we had to submit and get approved on each look. So they didn't want repeats mm. of everything. Mm. You could only kind of have like a one and done moment with that. Mm. So um, funny enough, I in waiting to see if my friend would be okay with me taking their garment. Somebody else, as soon as that email went out, was like, I put my hands down. This is my look. And I was like, damn it, they stole it from me. <laughs> um, but I think that specific look is one of those moments with JLo that if you can't recreate it at the same level, you really shouldn't play around with trying to do it because it's going to all, it's going to come off like very like, like, Ooh, cringe. <laughs> so, um, I think the girl that had, uh, reserved it, started to realize that very quickly. And she was like, Oh, hell no, I'm gonna just go ahead and not do this. And they let me know that the uh, the person who reserved it backed out of that look. And then um, they're like, So are you able to do it? And I was like, Yes, I am. Who was it? Um, it was Jasmine, oh. Jasmine Kennedy. <laughs> she had a uh, she had originally reserved that look for herself. But then she was like, she told me she's like, I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to recreate it in a way that gave the same energy so she got nervous and the uh, the moment that she made was so beautiful that beautiful embellished yes. uh, ombre oh it was yeah it was gorgeous she just posted i think some pictures of that as well on her instagram which i mean she just yeah she looks incredible and you did too i mean i can't say it enough you just looked amazing i think of all of the times this has been attempted i mean Miss Carrie, I mean, I think you take the crown on this for sure. Um, Thank you. Of course, of <laughs> course. And then um, lastly, I mean, spoiler alert again to everybody who maybe hasn't watched the episode, which, you know, I don't know why you would be in a spoiler chat if you haven't watched the episode. But um, we have to talk about this, you know, decision to place you in the bottom two against Alyssa, which I feel like there's rare moments in, in this show where I feel like the bottom two, like nobody really did poorly this week. I feel like you all did, you know, fairly well, especially on the runway and the lip sync. I mean, I, th I was very entertained by this lip sync. I think you both took very different approaches to the song. So what was going through your mind when you saw Alyssa doing like the most all around you? Did you ever think for a second that maybe she was like outperforming you? Or are you not really paying attention to the competition in the moment as you're performing? So that that's like a 25 prong question. Um, what I, I feel like what happens is number one, your mind goes blank when like the music, the lights, Rue basically says like your life is in your foot's hands mm -hmm. and your, and your mouth's heart. Like <laughs> it, is the, it is up to you to save yourself and, uh, you know, continue your dream here. You go into a state of, of, of panic for sure. But I told myself, cause I was very 
nervous. I will be honest. I was like, Oh my God, Alyssa's lip syncing against me. This is going to be so fierce. But I told myself the one thing that is always better. And I knew with the dress being so delicate, I was like, it is always better to be confident and be clean and be strong Mm -hmm. in your moment than it is to try to overachieve and wow everyone and then potentially come out, you know, messy, especially if you haven't been rehearsing this number and don't have, you know, you haven't been preparing for it for a very long time, you know, that adrenaline can either make you or break you. And I literally told myself, I need to be clean. I need to be clean. I need to be clean. I need to own the song. I am wearing JLo. Let me channel JLo and whoever and whatever happens aside from me, that's not my focus. And um, I think at least in this moment, definitely, it definitely paid mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And I saw the, you know, the spirit of JLo possessing you too, when you w- went back to the end of the runway and you started strutting and doing the side to side and push, you know, putting your arms out, you know, swooshing the dress, just like she did on the runway. I, I caught every oh, single yeah. moment. I caught everyone. You did really well. It's that Leo energy, honey. I don't know what to say. (laughs) The last thing I have to ask you about is this, I mean, this moment that that so many people are talking about is, I mean, it's like your heart breaks when you see like something like Alyssa's the uh, money gun that she had, it just, it, it, it malfunctioned in the moment and it looked like all the money just fell um, on the floor. So did you, again, were you, were you maybe in this zone or did you notice that that happened in the moment? I was in the zone. I remember from my peripheral noticing a lot was going on next to me. And in my head, I'm just like, okay, a lot's going on. That probably means that like homegirl is destroying the runway and she's killing it. And I'm like, okay, that just means I need to like focus. And then I think I realized at the end of everything that like when I saw the money on the floor, the way that it was and all that, I was like, something looks like it didn't maybe land here. Mm Well, I mean, it, it it didn't, but I think she improvised well. We are sorry to see her go. I'm, again, sorry to see you in the bottom two, but I think you did, again, like I don't think anybody really did poorly this week. It's just, you know, this is just how the game goes. But I think that's the end of our time here. But is there anything else that you want to share or that you remember about filming this episode on the day that, that you care to share? Um, it was just so so much fun. But I will say, I do take notes from the queens from before when they be talking in their, uh, <laughs> their uh, wrap-ups of the show. And I really applied the whole idea of, if you're going to wear a recreation, you might as well do it correctly. Because in my case, it wasn't a recreation at all. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Spoken like a true queen. Carrie, thank you so much for your time and for always being so kind and, and for joining me this evening. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Joey. Of course. No, I can't can't wait to see what you do on this show next. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 continues next Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1. Everyone, we will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific next week with another one of Carrie's Season 14 sisters for a new recap. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This quick drag episode is produced by Chanel Johnson, Sammy Junio, and Lauren Klein. Executive produced by Shayna Krokmal and Eva Wong. Edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com.